We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel. And you got a day off Saturday. You, you must be excited. I mean, you were well, I'm, I'm in around. I mean, I'm in mourning because I was going to do a nice American conference game. But yeah. now it's canceled. So I get to watch Auburn, Kentucky, Silver Lining. You know, there are there are no good American uh, conference <laughs> games right now. There are none. Maybe Houston. Houston, Memphis, only for the simple fact of like dying to see which Memphis team will show up. And, um, but Ron Hunter, you know what? Tulane's got it going a little bit. I'm excited yeah. for Ron Hunter. I was sad to see Rashid Wallace go at Memphis. Um, just, you know, that's, that's tough. But I did sometimes, see sometimes, Rob, an advisor. He's an advisor. Rob, some, sometimes you need to get the vaccination. Oh, is that why? That might be why. That might be why. See, I know that. All right. So there are rules and regulations some places. And uh, if you don't get the vax, you don't coach. So that could be that could be why. Anyway. All right. So we got a huge game this weekend. Maybe. I don't know if I want to say the biggest game of the season. But it's up there, Rob, because now. College football is over, so I feel like now people are watching on on Saturdays. They're watching right. college hoops, yep. and we've had some really good games, starting with Champions Classic. You know, I was at Villanova UCLA was a great one in Vegas. Obviously, we had some some really good games, Gonzaga Duke, um, but this one Auburn Kentucky, it, it's it's great for a lot of reasons, and it's great because you have like almost like David and Goliath in a way, right? I mean, Kentucky is college basketball. In terms of program histories. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn's a football school. Right, right. Right, but Bruce Pearl has taken David and and, and turned it into a Goliath because they're arguably the number one team in the country right now. I mean, think about that. Did David go to the Final Fours? Did David? Yeah, you think a David of college basketball has been to a Final Four in the last three years? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, Probably like, not. if it was Valpo and Kentucky 
And Valpo was all of a sudden number three in the country coming out of whatever Horizon League or so like Butler. So like Butler in the Horizon. Sure, yeah. That is David. That is David. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Auburn's not David. They've just absolutely sucked before Bruce Pearl got there in the Tony Barbie and Jeff Lebo years. And if they'd been irrelevant for a long time, and it'd been one of the worst, if not the worst, power five job, college basketball job in America when Bruce Pearl uh, accepted it and really had no other choice because nobody else was really going after him uh, on his show cause. So the other part of this is Cal and Bruce, they'll, they'll shake hands, they'll phony it up with the best of them, but they can't stand one another. Does that, does that go back to Tennessee, Kentucky, I assume? Yes. That goes back. How about this? This goes back when Tennessee was number one, came to Memphis – as number two, I, that was the start also of my rift between me and Cal Perry. That's when it started. It's all coming full circle now. Here, full huh? circle right now. Full circle. Maybe I should get in a plane. Was that game – that was, I think, my junior year, and we had played Tennessee that year. That was like the Brian Williams. Those guys got in trouble right after that? Didn't – I think? I don't remember. I remember wrong. I don't remember if I it was – Tyler point. Smith I, and Brian Williams yeah. and those guys. Brian Williams was on the team. Them. Yeah, Brian Williams was definitely on that team. It was. It would have been two thousand and six. No, it was. It was when I was in school. I think it was. It was oh nine. Oh, oh nine. Twelve years. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh nine. You're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. Here it was. So it was. No. This. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it in a minute. But anyway. All right. Let, let's. Let's set up first. This Auburn debate of whether they're really number one in the country or it's Gonzaga. Do we even care? I, I don't I don't really care at all because I think you could throw 10, 12 teams in a hat right now, and they're all national title contending type teams. But Auburn might be the most surprising of the bunch when you talk about them prior to the season and where people had them ranked. And I remember talking, you know, we talked to Bruce about this. Um, you know, he was he was worried about his point guard situation. Yeah. Well, that, that sorted itself out. I mean, when, when you look at what they have, well, I, I think the Georgia guards, and I know Georgia's not very good, but they're going to see Zeb Jasper and their freaking nightmares. That dude is into the ball, and he is making your life miserable. It's going to be fun to watch him go up against – what Kentucky's bringing to the table in Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, Davion Mintz. But, yeah, Wendell Green can score it. Katie Johnson's a junkyard dog. They all are. They play with swagger. They don't, yep. They're not the biggest guys. What, Wendell Green's 5'11". Katie Johnson's six foot. Zeb Jasper's 6'1". But they're confident in themselves. They play with swag. They play fast. They play hard. And then you mix that in with a big-time shot blocker in Kessler – and you have a, a elite talent in Jabari Smith. I mean, it's like this has come together in a way where when you watch Auburn play, well, you get the, the good things of Bruce Pearl and the way he coaches alongside a, a, a nice mix of talent. And I thought it was interesting when we had Coach Pearl on the podcast. He doesn't shy away from little guards. A lot of coaches no. do. He does not give a shit. I <laughs> don't want a little guard. A no, I know. And I, you have to have the right ones. Because I've seen little guards plenty of times, as you have and anybody has, where they just, you know, if you're going to switch, they're going to get pumped. And you can't do anything about it. 
But if you have the right guys who will, will fight and, and understand angles, leverage, all that, you know, you can do it. And, and they have. But you're right. What, what a job he's done and kind of putting this team together. Transfers. I mean, it just he's done a great job with it. The transfers he's gotten have, have been phenomenal. I just can't believe they've, they've been able to sustain it. You know, last year they were a disappointment. Sharif Cooper was suspended at the beginning of the year, came back and, you know, can't like turned it over a lot. Like Sharif was like interesting, right? I mean, I just, I, I didn't. It felt like felt a record. Like, it felt like he was just there to leave, you know? Yes. We're now. You're going to dig. You, group. you have to be. Like you can't just go to the end. You could go G League now, but, you know, it is what it is. It just didn't feel like it was all that genuine, I guess you could say. Jabari, man, we've had him on twice on After Dark so far this year. Man, he is impressive. Like, on the court, obviously, he's super impressive. Off the court, he's just so likable, Rob. Like, he's so real and fun and loose and says the right things, but also is honest and says, yeah, I've been disrespected. I feel like I've been disrespected because everybody at that point, this was three weeks ago, everybody talks about Paolo and Chet. Now it's changed. It, it really has like. No doubt. I wish somebody would respect me and be like, <laughs> like that. The third he pick. Respect me like that. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he is so talented. I mean, the game just, it looks so easy for him, but if you're six eleven, you have a flame. You know, you you got a handle. It's amazing. It's, it really is. I, I, I have to give props to the Auburn fans. Do you know how much standing room only tickets are going for for this game? No. Take a guess. I looked it up. Standing room only, yeah. I don't know, 50 bucks? <laughs> standing room only? 200? Room. 200 bucks. Shut up. Come on. Three, four, three hundred and eleven dollars is what they were going for this afternoon. Holy shit! Like, and you know what? I I just think I've seen the way they've gone at you on Twitter, and I know they have a passionate fan base. I respect it. I love it. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable for what he said in the past. But yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into the 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 fan bases in in a few minutes and the craziest. Uh, most insane fan bases you you can take it from the player side i'll take it from the media side but you're right like auburn fans are hungry for it and i wonder like how much of that is bruce pearl who's out in the it's community a it's a lot of right it. he's engaged the fans i mean you i was watching the georgia game and my first thought was this this honestly and, and no disrespect to the sec kentucky has great fans tennessee has great fans but that to me it was like this is like a big 10 atmosphere the Big Ten, they, they, we, we, they lead the country in attendance every year. Um, and it's just – it seems like when you look at the Michigan states, Wisconsin's, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, those are the types of environments you have. And Auburn was comparable. I mean, it was a freaking raucous crowd. So, Kentucky uh, going to, to Auburn in this one. The crowd's going to be crazy. I was there for a Kentucky Auburn game a few years ago, and the crowd was freaking bananas. It was it was yeah. awesome. It yeah. was awesome, and uh, I think the crowd will probably be the difference maker in this one. To be honest, Rob, I, I think the teams are close enough in talent, and and I don't know of another time when John Calipari has coached against Bruce Pearl with probably equal talent. 
But that's yeah. probably what you're looking at, right? The best player on the floor is going to belong to Auburn, talent-wise. That's crazy, isn't it? it? I think it's surprising just because of, of what Kentucky has been able to do in stockpile. Now, will he be the best player on the floor on Saturday? Because right. you that's look at Oscar Sheboy, well, I don't care. You can talk about talent all you want. That dude's motor. He is rebounding in a Dennis Rodman-like fashion. The, the numbers are – I mean, you lead every, the country every rebound. rebound percentage, defensive rebound percentage. It's two hands. He, if he's getting his hands on it, it's done. I mean, he is a freaking monster. He's, I, I saw – I think Sporting News named him a midseason All-American, deservingly so, 16 and 14. He's had a ridiculous year. So you can talk about talent all you want. This game is going to be won on the glass. Whoever whoever dominates or wins the rebounding edge, I just think that is going to be the game because both teams can do it. Both teams can get out there. They can get on the offensive boards. Kentucky's best offense, even with some of the shooting they have, and they've upgraded their shooting in a major way. When you've got a guy like Sheboy, your best offense at times can be just get it up there and let that dude go get it. The only thing I worry about a little bit is sometimes if you watch Sheboy's teammates – We'll just stand around and watch him go get it. And if he doesn't, Auburn's got enough other dudes. I mean, they, they got a kid I mean, Walker Kessler, who's not the most athletic dude in the world, but he's he's, he's a force, right? Yeah. Like Shibway's not going to be able to just dunk on him. Like Shibway's, he's had his way physically with most of the opponents he's gone after. Now you got Kessler. Uh, you, you you got Jabari. You've got. I mean, they got other bigs too. I mean, they. Katie Johnson's a, a a big time athlete. Cardwell, Cardwell is 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 a big boy. So like they can rotate dudes in, and it's like Sheboy by himself so many times, and yeah. they can't allow that to happen if they're in Kentucky. No, you you can get caught watching a guy like that. It was like playing with Kevin Love, where you're just like, dude, he gets every rebound. We don't have to do anything. He's getting 30 in games, you know? Like, what do you, what do you mean we got to go rebound? I, I do want to give you props on Ty Ty Washington because I do remember that at the start of the year, you went to Kentucky to see Coach Cal, and you left that practice, and you said, I believe, on this podcast, you were like, hey, man, you're going to like watching Ty Ty Washington play. And at the time, I was like, well, this guy thinks Maryland's bench is good, so – you know, take, it, take it with a grain of salt. Who knows, right. who knows what that opinion is, but right. I will give you credit. Um, boy, he can get his pull-up whenever he wants. He, he can get to that thing whenever he wants it. He, he's a stud, man. Ty Ty Watson yeah. is fun to watch. And, he, and he's he's got a high IQ as a player, too. Like yeah. that's Knows, the how, one knows how to score the ball. Knows exactly. He's a pure scorer. Not a great athlete. And you watch in the NBA – like a lot of players actually who came through Kentucky, they're, they're, they're better in the NBA. And, and I think for a couple of reasons, I think Cal prepares him well, them well mentally. Right. And they've got to compete in practice every single day. Yeah, for the pros, right. Right. I mean, right. He, he teaches them if, as if they're pros. And a lot of times they are held back just because there's so much talent there. Right. Like look at Tyrese Maxey now putting up big numbers when he struggled at Kentucky, Jamal Murray was good, but not what he was no, not what before he, he got hurt. Right. Right. So I, I feel like that could be Ty Ty. Like, don't be surprised if Ty Ty is an all-star caliber NBA guard at some point in his career. It would not surprise me one bit. 
I saw Kentucky tweeted this out, and this, this I think, deserves repeating. Um, he's now won four consecutive SEC Rookie of the Weeks, um, the last four weeks. Guess who the other three players are who have done that? It's like it's Anthony, like, Dave. Anthony Davis. He is not one. Really? Surprisingly. But the other three, I mean, it's it's names like that. Jamal it's, Murray. And, it's, yeah. No, it's John Wall. It's Nerlens Noel. It's Devin Book. Yeah. I mean, that's Pretty the company you keep. And, and Anthony good. Davis would have belonged in that list too. But he's just been – he's been so under control. He's scored it. He's yep. – Severe Wheeler was injured for a while. Didn't phase him. He's been he's been awesome. Yeah, that, that game, again, this game is going to be awesome. One o'clock on CBS Saturday afternoon. Are we tuned in now? Let's go. Well, yeah, you will, we'll be texting through that one. No, no doubt about it. Um, Gonzaga-Auburn. Who are you taking, like gun to your head? If you had to not pick who's number one, but if if they're playing in the national title game today. So you're not I'm saying who's better. You're saying who would you take in a game today? Right. I'm taking Gonzaga. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up. Both are top 20 offensive, defensive efficiency teams. Gonzaga is elite on offense. They play with such tempo. I'd probably I'd probably go Gonzaga still, just because they they've been there so much. They, right. they have knocked on the door. I think I'd I'd go with Marfuse. And I just think I think Chet's Chet's confidence is going to soar in the WCC. And I know people are like, well, you know, it's only going to hurt them when they get to the NCAA tournament because they go from WCC and Portland and Pepperdine and Pacific, all the P's, um, and and they go play in the NCAA tournament. And, like, it's a huge jump. I agree with that for, like, somebody like Drew Timmy could get bored a little bit. But I think Chet needs that. I think Chet needs that confidence on the offensive end as much as anything else. And I think he'll be a completely different player coming out there and and, and dominating games. I know when we had Mark Few on our – on, on the pod last year, I feel like we talked about this because I think I had maybe said something about how <laughs> and he had been listening. Yeah, I just I look at it from a player's perspective. I just thought that when I was at Purdue, our teams got so much better throughout the year because we've been tested so much. You know, you're going on the road to these unreal atmospheres. You're playing at yeah. the Breslin Center. You're playing at Assembly Hall. You're playing other teams that are you know, you're, you're, really? Draymond Green is out there. Evan Turner is out there. I just – I get that he's been able to do it, and he thinks that's total a, a BS comment, which that's fine. I just think it would be so hard to not see teams like that. And then all of a sudden and, – and you did see him in November. You know, you, you play Texas. It's been a who, long time. It, but it is a long time. Yeah. I, I just think it'd be so strange because I always thought at Purdue that it was like, you know, we are ready for the NCAA tournament because we've seen Michigan State. We have seen all these teams, whoever, Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio State. And even my, my last year playing, like we played Kansas in, in this in the second round of the tournament, and they they ended up going to the national championship game. They lose to Anthony Davis' Kentucky team. But for us, it was like this is just Another like team. Ohio State. We've seen Jared Sullinger, like we, we've seen William Buford. That, that's not much different from Thomas Robinson and you know Tyshawn. all the guys that they're throwing out, Tyshawn Taylor, like good players. Yeah. But it's not like the the there's not a drastic drop off there. Ohio State was a pretty good prerequisite to play against the Kansas. And I just don't think they get it. Now, regardless, they have been in the final four, they've been they've won a ton, they've knocked on the door of winning a national championship. So clearly Twice. they figured it out, but I just think as a player it would be so weird to not 
be tested throughout January, February, March, the way that other teams yep. like in Auburn, think about the SEC. I mean, they are going to go through a gauntlet of good teams. SEC, Big 12, Big 10 are the, the yeah. haves this year. Yeah. Right. The have nots are clearly the Pac 12 and the ACC. And Not the WCC. The American. <laughs> I don't even count the American. I don't even count it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it belongs in, in any of those conversations. With the Valley Conference. Maybe the American in the Valley, I would say, like you maybe put those two together. But I think Loyola, I mean, Loyola would, would compete for the title in the American. I think they give, they give Houston. Houston. If Houston was healthy, no way. I mean, but Loyola's good, but they're not. That's true. But they're not healthy. They're down three right now. Yeah, they're, they're probably the most injured team in college basketball. They are. They have yeah. three guards, seriously. All right, so Kentucky's fan base, I still give the title. I give them the heavyweight title. I don't think I'm ever going to remove the belt. I mean, this is a fan base that, again, got me to where I had to unlist my, my home number. Okay, <laughs> so there nobody's taking the title from them. They're out of their minds in a good way for the most part. But when it comes to the craziest fan bases, number two is wide open. And making a push for this are the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They have crushed me recently for a number of things. Number one. Yeah, you treated them like shit. What do you expect? You talk bad about them, of course they're going to crush you. I was in Lubbock two years ago. So I was in Lubbock about 15 years ago when Bob Knight was – Bobby Knight, yeah. When Bob Knight was ready to break the record, I went to Lubbock, and I remember – this was pre-Twitter, and I remember tweeting out like – not tweeting out, like writing in a blog or something, like how much I didn't like Lubbock then. And like some, some people got a hold of it then and killed me, but I went to Lubbock two years ago and I really loved it. I, I had a blast. We went out, I went out with some guys drinking, uh, good spots, great college atmosphere. Fans were awesome. They played Kentucky. Did they you to the barbecue place in the middle of nowhere. There's a barbecue restaurant in Lubbock. I don't know the name of it. I should, cause I've eaten there a couple of times. It's literally in a cornfield or a whatever. Really? Yeah. Really? Like it's in the boonies out there. I thought they might take it because I know beard. They did talk. not. They did not. So I said, I did a, a, a deal, a, something called chain of command for every league about three, four years ago. Every league, and I, I polled coaches that had been in the league for an extended period of time on like eight different categories. You know, resources, uh, fan support, administrative support, uh, buy games. Just a, uh, a whole – Immersive deals. All of them. Yeah. And do you know where Texas Tech ranked? In the Big 12 or national? In the Big 12. I did it for all 32 leagues. I'm going to guess you put them last. Last. I didn't put them last. They they earned it. They They earned last. (laughs) This was after the Elite Eight before the national title game. It was that summer. Okay. So since then, they've gone to a national title game. They have built a new practice facility. I get it. It's, it's changed. No longer are they the worst job in America. And I said worst job. I probably should have said toughest job. Anyway. Worst. <laughs> I, I know. It sounds bad. I, I'm not exactly um, – I don't always pick the right words to, to – you know, I'm not, I'm not always the most sensitive individual here. Um, so I would say now 
if I had to do it all over again, or if coaches had to do it all over again, they would probably pick Texas Tech seventh or eighth, I think, in the league. I think Kansas State is clear 10. I think TCU is nine. And eight, like Oklahoma maybe. I don't know how much they care about basketball. Like they care, but it's a football. Obviously, it's a football job. And, And Texas Tech fans have been out of their minds. I mean, they are DMing me, killing me. I mean, calling me names that I can't even repeat on here. It, it's it, it it hurts my feelings. I've gone. No, through it you embrace it. I think it makes you feel good. You take I, the hate, and it all feels like applause, like the truth. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, how did so? How did you feel when you were a player, and people used to go at you and and make fun of you for your injuries and call you all sorts of names. How much did you hear that and how much did it affect you? And how oh, did it affect you? You definitely hear it. I, I didn't mind because I, I just thought it was funny a lot of the times. And, and a lot of the student yeah. sections were clever. You know, Michigan State, they're chanting broke back Hummel because I had a fractured <laughs> vertebrae. We're playing in Alabama. And I think I've told this in the pod before where they got to our Facebooks, printed out life-size <laughs> photos of us in these Halloween. I was wearing a Buzz Lightyear Halloween costume like I'm six years old like a lot of them were funny and so I'm like I remember at Michigan State there was this big deal because coach paint went after uh, a student because he I we're, we're losing my 30 and he yelled that he hopes that I blow my knee out again and I heard it and paint went off which I I appreciate from him he didn't have to do that but he wasn't having that so he went nuts on this dude and I mean, so he went is, after him. He went after the, he, the student. He was pissed. Yeah, he he yelled at him, and there was this, they asked him about it after the game and stuff, and then they asked Izzo about it. And I'm sure, Coach Izzo was like, "We just beat Purdue by thirty points, and you're going to ask me about some stupid." <laughs> he had to be so mad. Uh, but for, I mean, for the most part, it was it was really funny. I remember one of this is amazing. Another Michigan State thing. I had a teammate, and he. It was a guy that, that didn't play a lot and we were warming up and it, we were out in, at the Breslin Center warming up before before even warm-ups, just shooting around. And the Izzo's always there super early to tackle the other team pretty much. And uh, they were making fun of his tattoos and like where he was from and like, all this stuff. And he, he like shot an air ball, it bothered him. And he just went, put his headphones on, sat down. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, it, it can get to guys. It really can. And some of the stuff when it's personal, I, I know that it gets like that. But for the most part, it's, you know, they find out your girlfriend's name. They find whatever. You know, it's pretty harmless for the most part. I, I really, I enjoyed it. I love playing on the road in the Big Ten. There was funny signs. Um, the creativity of a lot of the student sections are pretty good. So I, it didn't bother me. So it's it's not going to if I get Doster when we're doing our vertical test in, in heckling in, me I think I'll be to heckle you it's I think not I'll going to affect you no I here's the thing I know that you are not athletic so even if he was heckling me how is that going to affect me by just saying hey I have to jump up and touch something you may not you just may not have it you may get rattled and in. You may not jump as high as your 19 and a half vertical might go down to like. I already said I would retire from everything if I lose. I mean, I have put it all on the line. I will. I'll literally be unemployed. I'll be collecting. We have you on record. We we have you on record. 
Tyler's our producer has you now multiple times saying you will never come out. I mean, your poor girlfriend, like she'll be stuck with you 24 seven now. I know she'll just have to deal with me. But the good thing for her is I'm pretty confident that I could never lose to you. If it was, <laughs> right. movie, it was good. It would be like, all right, this is a legit possibility. All right. So getting back to it, Kentucky is my number one fan base in America. Craziest, most rabid. Is anybody, can anybody compare with Kentucky, Rob? I mean, big 10, there's some crazy ones in there. Yeah. I mean, to, I, I think I'd put Kentucky one, too. Their fan base is unmatched, I think, in terms of numbers, passion, crazy. <laughs> like, you see it all with them. You, you really do. But I, I, for the most part, think it's – there's some bad to it, and that's any fan base. But it's a lot of good. They're very passionate about Kentucky basketball. Indiana, I think you have to put up there um, in terms of – some of the the stuff you see there, I mean, I, I are, I are they that. number one in the Big Ten? Because the Big Ten is hard. There's a few that are in there. For me, Illinois, I might put Illinois ahead of Indiana. Yeah, Illinois fan base is is pretty wild. I would say I got it with the Curvello stuff. I mean, all I said was he's not an All American. I think he's an All Big Ten guy, and they lost it. <laughs> and with the concussion, who knows? He played like an All American the other day. Did. Uh, which honestly he is did. I expect an apology. He has not one game. One game. It's yes. impressive that he sat apology. around for two months and dealt with this concussion stuff and just yeah. come back and balled against Purdue. That's yeah. hard yeah, to no do. Doubt. Um, I it was kind of like you. But you, you know what? Did. I've seen a lot of Indiana stuff too, and maybe that's a bias because I grew up in the state. Um, but just some of the stuff that you see with like the Brad Stevens stuff, where everybody's saying it's not going to happen, but there's still like. Packs of people who are just like, yes, it is. I had to happy. ask him. Do you remember? I had to ask him after it's posted. Yeah, no, I remember at 3X for you, there was – you almost got in a fight with somebody because because there was one person of your uh, – Titus is Adam. I don't remember. What no, was Titus it? Was, you, you and Titus and Mark. Oh, Titus. <laughs> Titus believed, He really believed it, though. He did. I, I think – I mean, couldn't have been that dumb to believe it. He really believed Brad Stevens was going. I mean, we would have to ask him, but I asked him at 3X3U, I feel like, and he was like, no, I really believed he was coming. I really think he did. Wow. Wow. But I, I just, you know, I've seen a lot in Indiana where I've, I've heard some of the stuff that gets said in, in the crowd as a player, and I've been there as a broadcaster where a random 75-year-old fan comes up to me and asks me to take my headset off so he can tell me that it's, a disgrace that I'm calling the game on the floor points to the top and says, they should make you call the game from up there. Like I've seen that, but that's what makes it a good rivalry. That's why it's an awesome. right. If he came up to me and was like, welcome to assembly hall. We're happy to have you here. That's not, I mean, you don't want that. No, you don't. So I, I think Indiana's fan base is, is gotta be up there. Illinois, if not tied right behind them. Yeah. Um, those would be Louisville, I think, at times can be pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. NC State was really bad. They've been bad to me over the years. Like, I kind of – I usually feel it out on Twitter. Like, Twitter's the way I can kind of tell. And, and that's not fair necessarily because you've got a younger audience, obviously, on Twitter. But those NC State fans – and obviously, yes, you, you know me. 
sometimes I'll kind of needle certain fan bases um, when, oh, I, when I know. Yeah, yeah right. You're freaking taking <laughs> – needling is not the word. All right. You are inciting right. fan bases. The I can tweeted out like the Steven stuff. I knew you were just sitting on your phone giggling like a little kid as you tweeted out that he was going to you know, do something else. I had to ask him. I felt it was my obligation to ask him. That's high journalistic integrity by you. Had to do it because those fans, that, like Titus, I just wanted Titus to understand that it wasn't going to happen. I was doing it for Mark Titus and some of those other delusional Indiana fans. That what what a guy you are. Brad Stevens. What, what about um, Purdue's fan base? Would you put them? I mean, they're pretty passionate. Top 10. Yeah, Purdue's, you know, the thing with Purdue's fans, I don't know if I've ever gotten them to hate like, I don't think they've ever hated me enough. So, like, See, I feel every- like in order to hate you, there has to be some really perfect storm conditions. Like, for, for Kentucky and Indiana, their histories are so good that when they're bad, yeah, it can, like, and Purdue's history is great, but it, it, it when you're it's talking about national championships and Final Fours, it's not the same as those. Um, <laughs> I think I the know. most upset they ever got at me when I'll put out there something like the the top atmospheres and I won't put Mackie in, you know, at one point I didn't have him in the top 10. Now I do. That's egregious. They should be upset. That is easily a top 10 atmosphere and has been for, it's like when we used to play the video, remember the video game NCAA basketball? Yeah. They, in that game, which we would play all the time as players. And believe me, we would just, it was so fun. Like we'd play as ourselves. Yeah. And they would rank the top 25 atmospheres. And if you had one that was a venue that was a top 25, you could start like during free throws, mashing buttons and like the screen would shake. And Purdue wasn't even the top 25. We were like, dude, we played these games and this place is better than 99% of the place we play. How how is this possible? And you know what? It's because of people like you who didn't even have us in the top 10 is why NCAA basketball 09 had us like 50th in arena atmosphere. How was your athleticism in that game? Did they? You know they what? I, could, I could not shoot for shit, but if you gave me the ball on the block, I would murder anybody. They did not have me. Shut right. up. I swear to God. Yes, it was like I would. I would edit my player. I was like, please, seventy-five three-point shooting. Like this is at least 90, 95. So I cranked that up, and then I I would not touch the post thing because you know. I didn't want to, even though my rating in that was way too. So high. would you take away when you had when you added to your own? Would you take away have to take away from like each one by adding to no, you? No, I would just I would just suit me up is what I would do. I was just like make me make me a super player. So unstoppable, Robbie Hubble is unstoppable. <laughs> this is what I want. Of the gym. This is what I want in real life. So this is what it's like Larry yeah, Bird. Yeah, yeah. This is great, Bobby Riddell. One of our walk-ons, he was in the game one of the years, and they made him so athletic. I mean, Bobby's like five flame <laughs> floor shooter. He's going out there. We, you put him in the game, he'd drive the ball and just tomahawk on guy. I mean, it was like he had to be so hyped because the video game made him sick. It, he was so good in the game. It must have confused him with somebody else, right? I don't know who. Yeah, freaking Vince Carter or something. I don't know. He didn't <laughs> see the dunks he was throwing down. Oh, man. All right. Before we move off craziest fan bases, I, I do want to just apologize to the to the Lubbock faithful, to the Red Raider fans for putting him last for anything that I might have said that offended Lubbock, Texas. I was there a couple of years ago. Again, 
love the town, love the city. Uh, it is a little bit tough to get to. And, and that's kind of my take on the Texas Tech job a little bit is it's not quite as easy to get kids there. Now, again, Mark Adams just done one hell of a job. And I didn't know he'd be able to do this as a head coach. But listen, we'll see. Right now, they're ecstatic because they got Chris Beard coming to town on February 1st. Oh, Rob. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be hilarious. And they got their chest puffed out. They're, they're, they're ready to go because now they're all going to be and, – and they're you know what their nickname is for, for Beard? What? Country Club Chris. <laughs> Because he went to Texas. He went to the country club. That's pretty good. I, it is. You know what? I, I respect Texas Tech's fan base just because they really believed that he was going to stay and that he yes. was one of that. And when he didn't, boy, it's it's on now. And, and they believe there. their job is better. They believe their job is better. And in one way it is. The fans because they're if Texas yes. didn't do it. They don't care at all. Nope. I nope. mean, the fans there are so just – Whatever. I mean, there's a lot to do in Austin. They find ways to fill that football stadium, but they don't. You know what you're not getting cool. to Lubbock, though? And this is what I try to tell their fan bases. You're not getting Kevin Durant to Lubbock, Texas. You're yeah. not. You're getting him. You're getting him to Austin. You're getting him to Texas. To me, that's why Chris Beard left. He got to a national title game. Why didn't he was a manager there? I mean, that's. He's on the school at Texas. So while I think the problem lied in the fact that he had ingratiated himself to the fans so much and it, you know, don't worry, I won't leave. And then, you know, when in reality, I think if you're more honest, even if it's not what they want to hear necessarily on the back end, it wouldn't be maybe as bad. They wouldn't like him because they hate Texas, but I don't think he would be the same level of, no, he needed to come out. He needed to come out and say, hey, I'm going home. This is where I went to. Every, if I was him, I would have said that a thousand straight times every time I was interviewed was, hey, listen, I'm home now. This is where I went to school. It's nothing against Texas Tech. I'm here not because I think Texas is a, a better job, but if you have a chance to coach your alma mater, you do it. You do it, period, you know? So I, I think that's probably where he screwed up, if anything. Um, but, yeah, that atmosphere. The fact that he didn't, that makes this all the much better for us to watch on February 2nd, whenever this game is. First, February 1st, I'm going to try to get out there. I got some issues here with my, uh, with my dog, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pull away for that long. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, that'll be a hell of a game. The, the, the stretch – now we're we're starting. I feel like every night now in college basketball, Rob, game. we have we have a big time game, right? Like we got one Friday night, uh, Michigan State at Wisconsin, that is a heavyweight matchup. Then we talked about certainly the Auburn Kentucky game. So before we get to our coach of the years, we'll finish with that. Um, Michigan State Wisconsin. So the biggest question I have, and everybody should have this, is. Not about Michigan State, but it is Wisconsin for real, for real. Like, we know they're for real as far as Johnny Davis is concerned, that he's, to me, the National Player of the Year frontrunner today. Now, it's still wide open. Yeah, Anybody can of, take it. A lot of games to be played. ton of games and big, big games, right? But Wisconsin's resume, Rob. It's amazing. Right? 
It's maybe as good as anybody in the. I think they have seven quad one wins. Yes, and and one of the two losses is Northwestern on the road. That's probably another one. I think they're top seventy-five net, which would give us who has two better losses than what they've had. One one has come without your your star player. Providence without Johnny Davis. Ohio State on the road, right? um, Which was never really competitive, but I mean they've got wins over. Full strength Houston, legit. St. Mary's fringe NCAA tournament team, neutral. Yep. Indiana at home, Purdue road, Iowa home, Maryland roads not quad one. Ohio State home, Northwestern away. I mean that's that is a heck of a resume. It really went against and Purdue and too. Yeah, the win against Purdue and Mackey is as good as any win this season. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that I did the game and I felt like for 35 minutes, Johnny Davis, who was amazing, he had 37 points. Amazing. I remember saying during the game, if one other Badger will just make a play with him, they will win. That's But that's how it was. I mean, their big guys were battling, Purdue's bigs, and they got in foul trouble. But it was like if one dude will just step up to the plate and make a big shot, and it was Brad Davis, and he did, it, it was just – Purdue, I thought, butchered the scouting report of that game. What they wanted to do, they did not execute well defensively. And they were better, I thought, at Illinois. Um, it'll be a test tonight to see if they can replicate that in another big-time environment in Illinois or at Indiana. But for Wisconsin, Tyler Wall starting to play a lot better, and he's a real versatile piece. I mean, he can guard like him. one through four. He doesn't shoot it well. I think he's only made two or three threes on the year. Yeah. He can get you a bucket on the block. He can drive it. Their bigs know their role with, with Kral and Chris Vogt. Um, Hepburn is, has been a nice player as a freshman, I would say. I think they think he's going to be really good, and he's just playing his role. Davison has has been a big part of it, too. I mean, he, yep. he is a thorn in the side of everybody in the Big Ten. But you know what? Say what you want about him, but he can play. I mean, he defends you, and he yep. can make shots, and he can he, he can do some things out there. I know and he's fearless. He, he's he fearless. does not care. Big Ten fans are all over him, him, but he is a player. He really is. And you put he's him along. What Johnny Davis needs totally somebody that can make a shot. Right, um, Johnny Davis. I I agree with you. I think if the season ended today, he would be the national player of the year. Should be. His performance is against good team. Houston, I want to say he was like 28, 29. Yeah. Purdue, 37. I mean, he has gone. Wait, wait, 37. Neutral. And you remember how many rebounds he had? I want to say 14. 14. 14 rebounds. No, I know. He has had some ridiculous scoring games. He's So I go back to it. Are they for real? Like, what is their, their ceiling? What do you do? You, can they be a final 14? No, probably not. I don't think so. And I, I think Greg Gard has done a phenomenal job of, of taking what happened last year. You lose all these upperclassmen. The summertime is a total cluster with the whole deal with Alondo Tucker and the leaked recordings. I mean, that, that shit is hard to overcome. You keep Brad Davison, Johnny Davis becomes an All-American, and give them a lot of credit. I mean, the USA basketball stuff was very helpful in that regard, but he did that. I'm sure a lot of that's done at Wisconsin, the, the work he put in the summer. I will say this. I, I know the Michigan State game, it's a home game, it's huge Friday. A show-me game for them 
and they don't have to win it, but Wednesday, February 2nd at Illinois, that's going to be much like the Purdue Illinois game off the chain and atmosphere. They, they can, I think they can, they can prove a lot against Michigan state, but the Illinois game to me is going to be a good barometer when we go on the road again. And, and the Purdue win was tremendous, but I, I just, I don't know. I still, I still want to see more, I guess, which is unfair to them because they've just been doing it all year. I know. I know. It's like, how much more can they show you? Yeah. I'm sure any Wisconsin fan should be like, well, why? You know, right. like we beat Houston right. at full strength. We, we right. beat Purdue. We, we beat Iowa. We beat Ohio State. You know, they've, they've had a heck of a year. So Greg Gard to me has to, to mm-hmm. warrant some coach of the year conversation for all yes. this, right? Because uh, again, they weren't expect. Usually when I do coach of the year and fairly or unfairly, I'm doing it and I'm picking guys that have over exceeded expectations. You know, I'm not picking Mark Few. Yeah, like Bill Self not winning it a lot. Right. Those guys just aren't doing it. So the guy I'm going with, and it goes back to the start of our pod today, I'm picking Bruce Pearl. Nobody had him in the top 25. You know, there are some other guys in there. Mark Adams deserves credit. TJ Otzenberger at Iowa State deserves credit. But to me, nobody's done a better job than Bruce Pearl. They're number one in the country, or two, whatever you want to put them. And I don't think anybody – I'd love to see what it was preseason if anybody voted him in the top 25. Nobody knew how good Jabari was. You know, nobody knew how – if they had a point guard, they were two Eastern Kentucky and College of Charleston point guards. Nobody knew their names. Right. So I'm giving it to Bruce Pearl for what he's done for that program, for what he's done for that team this year. That's a good pick. I think there's a lot of, a lot of guys you could go with as of right now, and it would be – Totally fair game. Pearl's a good selection. I, Greg Gard's in the conversation. TJ Otzenberger, like you said, Mark Adams, Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to go a little outside the box, and I'm going to go Kelvin Sampson. They're 16-2. and two. They are decimated by injury. Yeah. <laughs> decimated doesn't do justice to what they are right now. I mean, Marcus Sasser playing like an All-American out for the year. Tremont Mark, super talented lefty, done for the year. Shoulder surgery. Just lost Jamal Shedd as their starting point guard. I did their game two weeks ago, and Kelvin Sampson literally said to us, he goes, you know, we, we can play three guards right now. We, we can play Kyler Edwards, Jamal Shedd, who's now out, Tajay Moore. <laughs> Outside of that, and, and Ramon Walker. Ramon Walker as well. Wow. So there's four. Um, after that, he's like, we, we'll have to – I think Ryan Elvin's a walk-on. He was like, we might have to go to Ryan Elvin because we just – now their front court is good. And Josh Carlton, uh, the UConn great. transfer – has had a heck of a year. They're playing through him. I mean, think about this. He got beat out by Sonogo last year. There's no, you know, nothing wrong with that. Sonogo's a beast. But he got COVID, got injured, fell out of the rotation, transferred, and guys get better at Houston, man. They, they develop dudes. Look at Quentin Grimes. Look at some of the guys they've had transfer in there. They're going to make you work. You're going to have to play Kelvin style of play, which is tough, physical, pound you on the glass, defend your ass off. But man, if you do that, he'll he'll rock with you on offense. Like he will let you get your game on too. So I I'm gonna go Kelvin Sampson. I think he's done a heck of a job. No, that's a that's a heck of a pick. Uh, one thing before we finish, again circling back to Kentucky, there was a report by ESPN that Shaden Sharp, the talented, he was supposed to be a senior. He's from Canada. I saw him play a bunch in the uh, in the summer this past summer at the Peach Jam. Six five, six four guard. Scoring point, but can do it all. 
he he enrolled about a week ago, and he's eligible for the NBA draft this year, according to ESPN. Wait, why? The big, the big. Well, he's just el- they didn't think he was going to be eligible. I don't know why he's eligible. Probably because he's from Canada. Maybe the rules. He's going to be nineteen, but oh. he's not. Whether he whether he's a year removed from his a year removed class, from high school, right? It would be that. And I don't know how they're maybe because he enrolled early. They're counting him a year removed. I, I don't know. It's not quite, but whatever the case, that's the report. Shaden Sharp on campus. To me, I think he'd be in the equation for the number, maybe not the number one pick, but he's he's not far off. Like you'd put him in the discussion, in my opinion. You know, Paulo and Paulo. I think he's four, and I think he's closer. To, I think he's closer than you think to those three. Boy, the rich get richer, huh? <laughs> I mean, how is that? Is insane. Now, do you play it? You have Ty Ty, you have Wheeler. You're already on January 20th. You haven't played him. He's only been on campus for a week. What do you do with him, Rob, with a talent like that? Do you just say, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to sit him this year, and he's going to play next year, and he's going to be much further along because he's already been in class. He's already watched us play. He's been in practice every day all of – you know, February and, and part of January. I guess I would I would see him in practice every day, see how he fits in with the group. And because he's that talented, if he is as talented as you say, I don't know if this is Ty Ty Washington Jeff or this is Maryland Bench Jeff talking. I'm not sure which side it is. Probably somewhere but, in the middle. Yeah, find yourself in the middle here. If he is that talented and there's a good rapport with the guys and he's he's practicing well, then I would say, all right, start working them in. I agree with you. I agree. I don't think – You can't just be like, here, there's 30 minutes a game. Correct. That could blow the team up. Because he's a freshman who just got on campus, so you don't even know – how many times have we seen it with kids that in AU ball you watch them and you're like, oh, my God. Like Cliff Alexander is a great example, okay? Great. Like in AU ball, he was a monster. Well, yeah, he was just going up and down the court. Right. He's right. so much more physically right. advanced. Caden Sharp is a physical freak. I don't know defensively. Are you going to be able to put him out there? And is he going to understand after being on campus? It's a, it's a different week? level when you go from high school to college. and High school games when you're just out there coasting. And all of a right. sudden, they're like, no, you're going to get in a stance. And when, and when you're off the ball, you're going to pay attention. And you're going to be help side. And you're going to, we're going to post trap. And we're, hey, we're keeping him left. On every ball screen, and we're keeping him right, and him like, and it gets individualized. Different animal from what high school is, where they're like, "Yeah, just uh, hang out <laughs> because we need you on offense." So, just kind of stay close to your guy and maybe block some shots and get some steals. He could be a hell of an insurance policy, though. Like, what if what if Severe gets hurt again? What if Ty Ty gets hurt again? You got him there, and if you want to bring him out of his supposed red shirt, whatever you want to call this then you have him there and you see how he is in two weeks. I, I think if you're John Calipari, you wait. You're certainly not thinking about it this soon. No. You wait another week wait another, and take it a week-by-week week deal. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, but he, he is super talented. It's never He's happened got- before. Like, I, I don't remember a situation like this where some random dude just comes in and rolls, is eligible, and is that talented. Who did – did Viscovi – didn't he come in late to Tennessee? Well, Viscovi's not going to be a top four pick. No, no, no. I'm not talking at that. Yeah, I'm not saying at this level. 
No, I don't think anybody's done it in basketball at this level. But I'm saying, like, guys have joined international guys more so, have joined it like this. But usually it's mid-December, Rob. We're not right. talking – we're going to be at February 1st. We're a quarter of the way through conference play in a lot of these Correct. leagues. That's really hard. That's really hard to, to put on the kid. And, and you're all, not practicing nearly as much. The, the and if you're the kid, what you're doing are, are pretty installed. You know, that's that's tough. If you're if you're his family or his people around him, aren't you saying, hey, you know what? Practice. I'm not sure this is worth it. We we need to protect you, not throw you out there to the wolves when you're not ready. Let's go. The the original plan was come here, get ahead of the game. Now you're going to be fighting behind. It's a completely different set of circumstances. Yeah, so it's a gray shirt in football. It's like one of those those quarterbacks that enroll in January, or not just quarterbacks, whoever. Yeah, just to get ahead of the game, and then they you get a running start. I love, I love the, I love the move for for him, and I think he's going to be terrific next year. All right, well, listen, uh, enjoy your Saturday off. I will be bugging the absolute hell out of you. I expect nothing. Um, Maybe you can make a cameo on on After Dark if you're maybe. It's it's me. Doster and Gottlieb on Saturday night. Nice. All right. I don't think you'll get a word in with Gottlieb doing it, but probably not. And and you know, host Doster now. He's he's running the show. He's the point guard. I was watching the other night. Point guard who doesn't know how to pass. It's point guard who can't pass shit. It's a tough deal when you always want to shoot and you're you know and put in a, a position where you should be setting guys up. It's tough. Tough. So. All right. Well, listen. Score well. Thanks for joining us. Goodman and Helpful Podcast. Uh, make sure you watch, listen every single week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.